0: I'm a little out of breath because I just realized my heat was on and it was blowing really loud and I didn't want to interrupt you guys, so I raced downstairs to turn it off. Anyway, welcome to Wednesday. This is going to be a great show, um, very, very interesting healing going to go on today. And then that healing will lead into a topic of discussion that I would like to bring to everyone Um the before we start, though, I on that the healing will be out. Just let you know, will be for Robin's son Ryan, and I've worked on him before. He has he has some very serious and significant issues, and so it takes more than one, as it is for all of us. But we need to address his issues on, on a regular basis, and so I have invited Ryan uh, Robin to ask and request a healing for from me on the radio show uh, every couple, three weeks, so that we can keep a steady pace of healing for him. In any case, so that's going to be today, and I will get to that in more detail in a minute. But we do have some feedback from Alexandra. If, if you guys remember the show before I took the break over Christmas and New Year's, the, I think it was the, what would it have been, maybe the 17th, December 17th, Alexandra called in, and she, she had worked, I had worked with her before, both in private sessions, and I think she did call in on the radio a couple times, but it had been a while. She'd been out of work for several months, and had to leave the place where she was living, and she had a deadline where she had to move out, and she was in this, chronic state of panic and she was unable to start to pack and it was getting down to the wire I think she had a few days maybe I don't know a week or something and she hadn't even begun to pack and she lived there a long time and there was a lot to do and she was just frozen with this panic as best I can remember guys so maybe some of you are remembering it differently but I think that's pretty much what it was so I got some feedback from her and she said all that you were saying during the healing resonated with me. I'm reading it as the email that she sent. It helped me to see that I didn't lose my mind and gave me a glimpse of hope that I will resume my daily function again. And she says, I'm so grateful for the precious gift of peace that I got from your healing during the show. I was able to let go of that unexplainable constant state of panic. And out of the blue at the end of that week, I got unexpected physical help with the rest of my packing from someone that I never would have expected the help from. So she got herself out of the state of panic, that, you know, frozen state, and she also ended up pulling in help, which is so great. And then she said, she told me she wanted the listeners to hear this. At the beginning of the new year, she also got a full-time job. So this is exciting, guys. She had, she definitely had some shifts and fairly quickly and they helped her understand that she does do some of this work on her own and there's more acceleration when each individual takes on and does work on their own it there's just it's just more acceleration because it's like going to the gym to get physically fit if you go once every three or four weeks or once a month and have the trainer work with you you don't make as much progress if you that as much progress as you would if you went two or three times a week on your own and in in the between the two sessions with the quote unquote trainer. So that's why I really encourage guys, encourage you guys to take this up on your own and I'm going to be doing a interactive video streaming live <laughs> interactive teleclasses Coming up, and it's probably going to be delayed till March now, because guess what I've decided to take part in the l a conscious life Expo. It's the first weekend in February, the sixth, seventh, and eighth, and I've gotten a booth there, and it's very, very late to sign up. <laughs> um, I don't know why it didn't just click right in earlier, but it didn't, and luckily, there's still place for me and I I know a lot of you who listen would not be able to attend or come see me, but if there's anybody in the L.A. area, I invite you to come. I'm on the plaza lobby level. It's table T4, and it should be really fun. I'm looking forward to it because there are going to be a lot of people in this this spiritual metaphysical field there, so I'm going to enjoy it for myself as well. In any case, I'm swamped now trying to get ready for that because some people spend months getting ready and I don't have the luxury of months so I have a couple of weeks and so my focus is shifted a bit to that but once that's over I'm going to shift the focus once again back to the setting up the interactive teleclasses and I'm going to be teaching you guys in an interactive way giving you practice and you can ask questions to do it in a very simple way that you can spend or three minutes of your day somewhere you're standing on the grocery store line or you're in the shower you're somewhere and you only have a minute or two or three and you still can do do this work now when i do it for you all i give this big expanded huge thing and you certainly can do that it's not that it's wrong it's i do it because i teach and i share and i'm working to bring everybody into the feeling and the sense of the space that we're in this healing space but on your own, and when I do it on my own, it sometimes it only takes me about thirty seconds to bring the amalgamation in. As a matter of fact, now the minute I intend to do it, I can feel the energies moving in. So the, but I've done it a long time, so maybe it'll take you a minute to get yourself inside that space, and then another minute just to start sending the energy wherever you need to send it, and you can accomplish a lot in just two minutes. So that's why I want to do the streaming video. And, but I couldn't, I couldn't, once I made the decision, once I really realized, yeah, you know what, I do, I want to do the expo, I just couldn't undo it in my mind because then I have to wait a whole year for it to be, to come back again. So I didn't want to miss the opportunity. So I did delay the, the streaming, (laughs) the streaming interactive teleclasses, but I will get to it. Okay. Now, I, okay, I think I, before I went off on that, I was talking about Alexandra. Oh, yeah, that things can happen quickly. Yes, they certainly can, and it helps when you're doing it yourself as well, whether it's every day or twice a week or whatever it is. Anytime we do this work, it's permanent. Whatever we neutralize, whatever we resolve and dissolve is permanent. So you're always getting to lower layers. So if you're someone who comes on the radio every three weeks or you're someone who has a private session with me or you're someone, uh, whatever, and instead of coming once a month or once every three weeks, you're doing it two or three times uh, in between each week or four or five times. Then when you do come to me on the radio show, you've already already neutralized and, and dissolved some more layers, many more layers so that then I can get even deeper for you. I can help you focus to even deeper layers. And so it accelerates the process when we do it ourselves. That was the point I was trying to make. Anyway, I thank Alexandra very much for calling in. I thank her for letting me share this with the the, the listeners. And so, But now it's time we need to go on to working on Ryan Robinson. And for those of you who may be new, I want to just remind you, not remind you, I want to say <clears throat> that Ryan was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, and he's supposed to be a high-functioning paranoid schizophrenia, but paranoid schizophrenia, if you're, even if you're high-functioning, it's a very, very difficult pattern. It's hard. It's hard for the for the person who has it, and it's hard for those around them, the, the caregivers. So, Robin, it's Robin's son, and she and her husband have a very difficult time. It's a very hard situation for them. And we've been working through it. If you go back and check the the indexes, if you're new to the show today and you don't know about it, you you might want to go back and listen to the other shows on Robin and Ryan because it gives it'll give you a fuller picture of what's going on. I can't repeat everything now, even if I could really fully recall everything because... I don't. <laughs> anyway, so let me read you what Robin sent. She sent me an email. She said, "I'd love to crack the shell of Ryan's tangled belief system. He thinks we're terrorists out to get him. Me, my sister, the psychiatrist, the FBI, who's following him because of his research to expose the government who's spying on us all. The hospital where he was when he was he he was committed to a hospital." Uh she says a fifty one fifty and that is a kind of commitment that they were able to do for two or three days anyway. It was all a plot to get him she says um, a plot to get him to drug him to harm him. It sounds like how he was betrayed and abandoned in past lives with no one coming to help him when he needed needed it. I think that might have come from the prior session. Anyway, now he acts arrogant and righteous, masking his vulnerability and believing he deserves others to do for him because he was so mistreated in the past. Not that he was mistreated, but that's his belief system. Like you said, there's no balance. It's either or. He's either the complete victim or the complete dictator. Now, that's a polarity that she's talking about. He's either side of that polarity either complete victim and everyone has to help him or he's a complete dictator and he rules the roost and he's making all the demands and polarities is the subject that I'm going to be talking about after the healing because polarities living out of the polar viewpoints is a very very entrenched human condition and a lot of times we well, I'll talk about it at the end of the healing. I just want to leave plenty of time for this healing, guys, because it is really, um, you know, his, his situation is deep. Okay, now she says, for me, no, no, no. She says, I wish we could summon some middle ground where he could risk making himself vulnerable, feeling safe enough to feel his fear, panic, rage, somehow create an opening where he could entertain some new and different thoughts, more positive, more peaceful. I'd love for him just to engage in some talk therapy with someone, a psychologist or a social worker or one of his philosophy professors, anyone besides just my husband and me. He's so isolated and the ability to carry on a two-way discussion with someone about himself and his ideas seems so out of reach. So... Ryan has some very serious problems, and his polarities are very extreme and very intense, maybe you all won't be able to relate to the whole polarity issue seeing it through Ryan's eyes, but you will understand it more when I talk about it, and my talking about it may take two or three radio shows, I don't know, So, because it's a fairly – it's a great – Topic, and I think everybody will be able to relate to it on some level and learn from it in some level. But in any case, the I can feel, you know, I empathize so much with Robin wanting him to be able to at least talk to somebody, have somebody in his life other than his parents. I don't. It's not happening because he's so paranoid, and everybody in his life, in some way, including his parents, are victimizing him in his mind. So having simple two you know a two-way discussion with someone I think at this point may not be really in the cards at least not yet there could be moments of it so we'll see but we're going to work on this this issue we're going to see what the higher self come up with because I have no idea what exactly what direction they'll go but I want to read you the last bit because last time I went to work on Ryan and what I ended up working most of all I think on was Robin so I wouldn't have been able to call that ahead so I'm not going to try to figure out ahead what the what exactly we're going to work on for Ryan but Robin says for me I just wish I knew what to say to him she wants me to he wants me to agree with him but I can't because he says because what he says is not the way I experience what's happening in life His paranoid rants and delusions make no sense to me at all, so mostly I'm quiet and also kind of shell-shocked. I try to just give him the space to talk, but I keep thinking, is there something I could be saying or doing that would be more helpful? When I do try to converse with him, it usually backfires. I'm on such a different wavelength, dwelling in my head mostly on positive thoughts and feelings, being peaceful and mindful. Keeping life simple, just trying to be healthy, happy, and of service where possible. I feel so impotent around him when he's sharing his, parentheses, bizarre to me, ideas and research. Am I supposed to radiate a calm, peaceful vibration and leave it at that? I'm so confused. That's what I need help with. So she knows that um, we're going to see what comes up with the higher self. And she's invited Aggie in. And Aggie is already here. Aggie was... uh, A soul that is, she's on the other side, and she was one that was put into an institution, a mental institution, maybe 130 or 150 years ago. I don't know exactly the timing, but mental institutions back then were very, very primitive. And... She actually had a physical illness, but her parents thought she was mentally ill. So at age three or four, she was put in this institution. And she and ended up, because of the horrible situation there, she ended up actually going crazy. Maybe it was more like 200 years ago. I think it was more like 200 years ago. But anyway, she ended up actually going crazy. And Joan Culpepper worked with her, and in a way, that was my next book, and the it was really fascinating and Aggie eventually was able to heal and she has but she can relate to what Ryan's going through even though Ryan's situation is different she can relate to the mental illness and she can relate to a lot of the feelings he's feeling underneath and wants to be there to help on the other side and I think she helps mostly in the sleep state but she's here to observe the healing and also if there's anything that she can do she will move in to help Ryan because we're going to call him in you know at a distance so that means we're calling him in at the soul level and that uh, that's a level that Aggie, Aggie can communicate with and talk with okay So, we're going to get started, guys. Huh, I'm just still recovering from racing downstairs to turn the heat off. (laughs) My goodness. I need to take a little deep breath. Give me a second. Unfortunately, I don't have any interim music or an ad or something to play like many talk show hosts do. So, I just have to, you know, ask for your... Patience with this. Anyway, okay, I think Robin is on the phone, but we, we don't need to bring her on. Uh, we don't need to put her on the mic. Welcome, Robin, and we're going to do the best we can for Ryan today. Now, <clears throat> okay, everybody, we want to bring us in, you know, quieter minds. Take a few deep breaths and begin to activate that focus of attention that focus of attention that we all have when we want it to be there, but it often gets pulled off the mark by thoughts that race through our heads or distractions in the outer world around us. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you to just listen to my voice. I'm going to ask you to really bring that focus of attention right in to the here and now. And if there are noises in the background, they can be there, but just have them in the back of your consciousness at all possible. If you find yourself moving that focus of attention away from what we're, what, what's going on, from the healing, that's okay. But just bring it back in. When you notice it, oh, my gosh, I've been thinking about, you know, what I have to do at work tomorrow. That's fine. To just bring it back in. Reorient and refocus. Now, what we do with this focus of attention is we use it as our turn-on switch for for just about everything that we do. And the focus of attention right now is moving to activate the now moment around all of us. And I am seeing the now moment, and it looks to me like symbolic balloons sort of popping up around everybody. Now, the the edges are clear; they're clear. It's not like a opaque kind of energy it's clear and because it's energy there's no real sides and it's there's no limit to how far you can expand this now moment quote-unquote balloon so what we're going to do is we're going to take that focus of attention and just start to to use it to start to expand the, the walls of this now moment the now moment is a wonderful space of energy. It is very powerful space, but we're going to make it more powerful by expanding it in 360 degrees around us, and we're going to move it to encompass not only the now moment, but the past nows and the future nows. The totality of all of the moments, all of the nows in the past, present, and future where we have existed from the moment in time we were all expressed and, and born into into creation as minerals through the totality of our sojourn, through the mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, and now we're in the human kingdom. And we've all been in the future nows as well. It's hard to – I'm not, not going to get into the time thing here. But understand that the future nows are, are also – being encompassed in this mo- in this forever now moment, and the future nows do not have a definitive envelopment, so to speak. It is instead a at the edge of the forever now. The furthest out edge of the forever now is a broiling, moving, organic expansion happening all the time, because on a moment to moment basis. The totality of who we are at the beingness level, the totality of our soul process, and the for the whole eons and eons and eons of time that we have been a, expressing as a soul in this huge universe, known and unknown, the it never ends. So this the, the end that is in the the outer reaches of the future now is expanding moment to moment to moment to moment and it will never stop it will always be expanding because guess what evolution never stops it continues forever this is not a, a kind of game or a kind of a situation where there is a goal to be reached and then we're done the timers, the timer the game is over the hour has gone by whatever the quarter is finished whatever game, whatever, there's often in our lives these places where we have an end point, a final point, we get there and then, okay, great, we're there, we're done, it's over, the game is done. It's not that way with evolution, it continues forever and so the the one end of the future now is expanding and becoming on a moment-to-moment basis. Okay, so now I'm to ask that you become aware of this beautiful space of this forever now moment it is i see it as a beautiful continuum a beautiful space very huge because it's including the totality of all the listeners past present and future and it's spreading out over this universe known and unknown it's very large in nature but it's symbolic And so, because it's including a lot of space, because all of us were expressed as minerals on different planets, not this planet. So we have planets all over the universe, and this continuum, this forever now moment, is inclusive of where all of us have been at whatever soul, wherever in our soul's journey. It also is inclusive of the whole time period that we've been around so i call it my time space continuum (laughs) i'm sure i'm copying it from star trek or one of those sci-fi shows i love all of them so i don't remember which one that's from but this is a huge space it's a very powerful space it enables us in this healing to address issues experiences events beliefs emotions truth self-identities anything and everything that we carry that affects us today in this life. And that's very important because we bring everything in to this life. The it, it, As I said last week, the mind is, according to the higher self definition, the mind is the processing that we do in this current life, what we feel, what we experience, what we think, all of that. That's the mind, and when we lay aside the body, the mind becomes part of the conglomerate soul, which could be viewed as the minds of the past. So all of the minds of the past and all that we've thought, all that we felt, all that we've believed, moves and becomes a conglomerate with all the other minds, with all they experienced, all the other lives, all the other thoughts, etc. And it is a huge, energetic. of awareness that we carry that affects us in this life. And so the healing we want to do is on the totality of that soul process including the mind of this life. So I really should say the soul mind. So now we are in this time-space continuum expanding over a huge arena of the universe and we're going to use that focus of attention to Focus on that divine pure soul essence, light that we carry inside. The pure soul essence, remember, is could be viewed as the DNA from originating source. Every soul has a pure soul essence from the lowliest mineral to the highest, most evolved being. It is a our purest and most perfect and most potent point of power because it is all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. But we have to invite it in, and that's what our focus of attention is. We have to invite it in. We, it's already there. We have to become aware and then use the focus of attention to give it permission to work for us in this life, to help us, to heal us, because this is our true source, and our most potent source, our purest source of power. And this is what's going to help us. It can't hurt us or harm us. can't make mistakes. It always is working in our highest ideal, and we always have to give permission on a moment-to-moment basis for what it's doing. So it can't ever trespass. can't. But we want to activate it, so now we're activating this beautiful light, this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful symbolic sunlight. I like to use that symbol and see the sunlight shine Shining, pulsing, moving out into the totality of my own soul process. The totality, filling the totality of the eternal now moment. And merging and becoming one, amalgamating with the totality of who I am at the physical level and the etheric level, the soul mind level the totality of the soul process, whether we understand fully the soul process, whether we know all the details about it, it's not important at this time. If you hang, stick with me, you're going to learn all much more about the soul than you ever thought you, you want to know or you ever imagined could be, could be possible. But right now, we are absolutely doing this. Now, I should just say that while, we're, while you're, while you know while we're doing all of this amalgamation Ryan is also here he's also here and he's also going through the amalgamation process so the the higher selves brought him in right away so that he can be part and parcel of our of this this amalgamation and he will be ready to go when I'm done all right so the the next part of it is to call in the totality, the higher self. They also uh, move from the frequency of the divine. They are fifth dimensional in nature and they move. Uh, they are at the spiritual will level. And therefore, we need to use that focus of attention to, to invite them in as well. And they are part of us. So I want everyone to... Uh, Become one with the totality of the conglomerate higher selves, understanding that they are being held and anchored within each of you, and we are also calling in any and all higher selves that care to join with us today to facilitate and accelerate and to help with this healing as much as possible, and a massive amount of energy came and joined us in this forever now moment. And the last step is that we're gonna we're going to become one with and move into the symbolic quote unquote womb of originating source, this space that carries that dark energy that I've spoken of. It is a very powerful energy, and actually I'm now seeing that we don't move there, that instead it's as if that space moves to us. It's it's uh, really matters neither way. It's just interesting. It's in some ways easier to feel it move to us rather than in in our little minds thinking we're moving this huge time space continuum thing somewhere. Uh, because we we often are we're so used to the material world that sometimes we go there. And so I don't know whether it's just because it's easier, but I do easier to conceive of but I feel like we are being completely and totally engulfed and surrounded by this very powerful creative life force energy this dark energy that moves it is it is absolutely part of the divine energies there is nothing evil or or anything negative about it it's one of the divine energies and it From what I understand, it is the very first divine energy that gave birth to the universe as we know it. It, That's why I call this space the womb, and it's huge, and this energy wants to give birth, it wants to accelerate, it wants to expand, it wants to become, it wants to express, and it's a perfect space to be doing the work of healing because we want to accelerate the healing we want to uh, express the healing manifest the healing we want all of that to be going on and so we're moving into a very powerful energetic space here right here and right now to do the healing we also of course carrying in the divine light that we've we've activated from our pure soul essence Please understand that we all already carry creative life force energy. This is not an energy we are unfamiliar with. But what is a little different is that we're moving into the pool, this gigantic, ginormous pool of this creative life force energy that will accelerate our ability to manifest the healing, whether we're doing it on ourselves or someone else. Okay, so... So we're in this space and I'm feeling the energies. We're all joined in one accord. We're all pure and perfect instruments to receive information, healing energy, communicate it. And everybody who's receiving the energy, whether it's Ryan or anyone else, will also be pure and perfect instruments to understand, to utilize, and to manifest the healing. Okay, so now I... um. I didn't put us all on the, the wheel, but I'm seeing now it's so, so funny because there was just sort of this huge group of people, and now I'm seeing everyone sort of moving out in a very orderly manner to, to take a spot on the rim of the wheel. You know, it's a symbol that I use a lot. And right now I do see Ryan moving on to the platform at the center. So all of us can be involved in helping Ryan. I ask that each of you focus, focus on this as good practice. For you all to to see uh what you might be able to get and also when i'm talking about energies or patterns you can work to help him neutralize them if you have patterns yourself even though we're working on someone with a severe mental illness there are elements of his pattern that we all have it's not he has just a more extreme version of what many of us carry so it's important to know that Even though I'm working on Ryan and even though he has some difficult pattern that you may not be able to relate to for yourself, you still have elements. We all have elements of these patterns. We've just been around way too long to avoid it, (laughs) to avoid it something. We've gotten it somewhere. Okay. So, all right, Ryan is, well, it's interesting because I see him on the hub. He's not as agitated as I remember seeing him in the past. He is, uh, but he is standing there in a very sort of arrogant way. He's, he's like, okay, see what you can do now kind of thing. Kind of a challenging kind of attitude that I'm picking up from him. And, you know, that's fine. I, 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 I'm, if that's what makes him comfortable, I'm happy with that. I'm just so thrilled that he is here and that he is, um, partaking of the of the energy. So now I wanted to see, um, my mind is swimming a bit, so I just want to see what, where to begin. Okay, well, the interesting thing is what I'm, he's talking to me and basically what he said right off the bat was, how can I trust you? You know, you're about to get me just like everyone else. And so he was going into that same uh talking to me that that obviously that Robin and and others experience. So the... I want to just see where the higher selves are going to... Okay, well this is very interesting. What the higher selves are doing is that they're taking symbolically the words that he's expressing and they're moving them right into like a bubble of light and they're kind of uh, being dissolved as he speaks them now the interesting thing this is this very weird symbol okay weird symbols are coming up lately so but this symbol is, is very different because what happens is as he's speaking the words are moving into the light dissolving and he's noticing and he's like what's happening with my words well, they aren't going where i want them to go and he's like completely taken aback because he's watching as the words of course it's a symbol but he's watching as the words are getting swallowed up so to speak with the light now what's coming up for him is complete confusion and so i want the energies to move into in through and around him all of these powerful energies in this field to to really work on his confusion and also to bring him into the state of serenity and allow him some clarity and some understanding so that he won't be panic because i'm feeling also a sense of panic here um if this is almost like the worst case scenario in his life and his it's not the worst case but it's it's one of the that's where he's going like not only are they watching me but they're now taking my word. they're stealing my thoughts from me and so he's going into a state of panic and i want to just have that panic be addressed um i want to put him and all of us into that fear anonymous energy field uh we're just amalgamating it right on here to help him uh, to help him with the the panic that's coming up the intense panic it's it's okay cuz he keeps talking and as he's talking the the words keep disappearing on him keep being neutralized but nothing terrible is happening to him. So as he's processing this and as some serenity and and some of the confusion is being cleared away and has a little bit of the panic is starting to go, he's able to notice that, okay, his words are disappearing, but he's looking around and, you know, he's not, there's nothing else happening. In other words, okay, I'm not being imprisoned. I'm not being hauled off. I'm not being killed or, Whatever there's nothing else happening, so he's starting to take in the process in a in a, he's a very intelligent guy. I'm getting some very big brain power from this guy, so i you know there and he has good observation he's got good powers of observation, but the powers of observation have always been skewed by his his mental illness so he it's almost as if you think he doesn't have good powers of of, of observation but he does he has excellent powers of op- observation and he notices things that little things to such a point that they he can fold them right into his paranoia and his delusional system so but if he didn't have all that power of you know power of uh High power of observation, he wouldn't have all those little things to verify his delusion, but he does. And so, what happens is it's working to his benefit right now because he's looking at the processing that's going on. And as the as the some of the confusion is clearing, and it's not all clearing, but some is clearing. So he's beginning to to get some clarity. And as the panic is subsiding somewhat, it's not slamming him in the heart like a you know a real heartbeat slamming out of the chest he's um his powers of observation are you know it's almost like a fly on the wall he's noticing nothing else is happening and it's interesting because there is more of an acceptance of what's going on rather than a complete resistance a complete block or something he's opening a little bit of the door curious there's some curiosity surfacing here. So let me, let me just see. Okay. Okay. Before I go any further, I want to just mention there's a tremendous amount of energy working in the past now and the future now. And what I'm seeing is that it's not energy is not only going down out to symbolically out to the past and, out to the future nows, but also as it's being doing its work and its things are being neutralized it's as if there's a a whole uh energy stream returning to him and i feel it moving up the center of his body and coming out the top of his head it's almost as if he's the focal point to do the clearing for for his own past and future nows. at least in this case i'm really feeling it because he's just, there's an awful lot of activity around the root area, the root chakra, the 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 whole base of the spine, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Um, because he's as I'm talking about the things that I'm experiencing now, anything and everything I say is being worked on simultaneously at the soul, mind, body level in the past, present, and future now. So, it's a very powerful field here, and I can't pay attention to everything all at once. I just do the best I can. But no, it's all happening simultaneously. Okay. Okay, so now there's a question that's popped out of his head. And the question is he's questioning himself and some of his thoughts. He's questioning I can't believe we're getting to this already, but he seems to be questioning his way of looking at things. He's opening that door. He's he's giving a possible, he's giving the possibility allowing of in just the the thought that maybe some of those ideas weren't really valuable or important or relevant or uh, correct. Now, the interesting thing is that once that thought zipped out of the box almost accidentally, he can't push it back in. He can't push it back in. And as a result, he doesn't know what to do with himself. Okay? He doesn't know what to do with himself he has this thought that maybe there's something flawed about his thought process. I'm not really sure how he got there so fast based on what we did, but I'm not complaining and I'm not doubting it at all because what happened was some little possibility sprung up in his mind and okay, now what is happening now is I'm seeing the energies neutralizing, dissolving, uh, really moving in and spinning around the uh, the elements that would move in quickly to disagree. Oh well, you—that's a stupid thought. Don't even think that. So there's first of all, there's a lot of elements here that are neutralizing the doubt, the validity of that thought, the you know where could that come from they probably put it in my mind and somebody else put you know put it there and all of the doubt and all of the self attack and all of the paranoia is just rushing in and so that light now all this healing light and healing energy is completely working its little heart out to dissolve all of that stuff that's been rushing in rushing in rushing in trying to squash that thought Simultaneously, what I'm seeing is that thought is being empowered. That thought is being having life breathed into it. It's bringing serenity and clarity and uh, logic and intelligence even is moving in. It's as if simultaneously we're having the dissolving and the emergence of a new way of at least to question to question the old way now, okay, he's not the energy is moving, and it's it's almost got him like in a state of stun because it's it's a, such a huge step for him, and I have no idea if it would it all manifest in the outer reality in his actual life pattern i don't know because for me it just seems so huge but i'm so heartened by it i never could would have thought ahead of time anything like this would happen but this is why i'm loving this dark energy because so many things are happening much quicker so accelerated you know moving into this expansion of the this accelerant energy it's just so great now yeah he's what i'm also seeing happening is as part of the emergence is a the seed of sanity that he carries that seed is very small and i can't remember if we've worked on it before but i feel like that seed sanity is also moving into the emergence and is being empowered by the energy so that that seed of sanity is beginning to build more of a foundation for him. Um, Now, what I'm not saying is that this man in a week, a month, a year or 10 years is going to move completely out of the the mental illness and won't, won't need medications or whatever. I don't know how it's going to go. But I do know that working this energetic side, working with the soul is going to manifest changes for the better for him. And maybe it'll take lifetimes to overcome the pattern completely. I don't know. But I do work with another, with a woman who is a paranoid schizophrenic as well. I've worked with her for four years, five years, and she has made major shifts in her pattern. Is she completely well? No, but she is definitely. Much, much better. She's a whole chapter in my next book. You're going to love it. It's fascinating. Hers is different. Everyone is completely unique to each individual as a snowflake. But I know this work can help. So I'm very heartened. Now, of course, this lady I work with, she takes it in in consciousness. Ryan is not taking it in in consciousness. So it's at the unconscious level, which. The, with consciousness, there's a little more power. There's a more uh, movement. There's more uh, expansion. It comes quicker because you have it in the conscious mind. But it doesn't mean we aren't going to help Ryan, and I'm really committed to it. So, okay, so anyway. Okay, the higher selves have actually moved Ryan off to the side because he took such a major step in such a short time that he's, already um he's already being encased in, in that kind of uh cocoon of energy to help him acclimate. Um, I do get a sense that possibly it might seem like he's even more off the wall because there there could be a big part of him that, that is uh going to kind of go nutso over the shift. He's it's it's different for him and he may act out. So I want to just prepare Robin for that scenario. Uh, I'm not saying that he will, and we we will neutralize anything around him, and I'm asking the higher self, please watch that his acclimation process is smooth, and he's able to um, move into the shift and bring that into his life in, a, in a, as smooth a manner as possible. Now, what's happened though, Robin, you have moved out onto the hub and the, the higher selves are assuring me that you you are you have just true purity of purpose and sincerity of motive, and you're coming from a, the arena of not having enough not a full enough complete under a, a complete enough understanding. Your out. Your at. Your your actions are uh, fully intent to be the best you can be. But you're moving from that arena of having not enough information, not enough understanding. As none of us would, we wouldn't know what the son or daughter or husband or mother or whatever was what their soul pattern was. You don't know. You you are coming from a place of not knowing why he acts this way, where did it come from how to how to respond to him, what to do so they they first would like you to just begin to focus on neutralizing the feeling and then the frustrations because there's a lot of frustration here as would be very normal that you know feeling uh inadequate, feeling inept, feeling um like one ta- one hand or both hands are tied behind the back. You just don't seem to be able to n- get a handle on it. And they want you to release all those frustrations and all of those uh, self-doubts and self-attacks or criticisms or all that worry and upset as much as you can. It's normal to feel that way. It's not that it's not normal. It's just that they are encouraging you to move out of the emotionalizing state because that um, clouds the mind as, as much as anything else. So they're trying to help you and encourage you to release the emotionalizing that you're going through with the understanding that, you know, you have absolutely beautiful intent and With two hands behind your back, there's no way that you're going to be able to figure it all out. You just don't have enough information. You don't have enough understanding of how it works at the soul mind level. You don't have enough understanding about this individual's process and journey and his own evolution, his own lives, his own patterns. You don't have enough understanding of the disease itself as much as you've educated yourself it manifests schizophrenia is manifest in so many different ways simply because it's it's about as different you know they have general categories of schizophrenia but they're so every individual is so unique that within a category you can have You can have crossovers that cover two categories at once or differences within a category. I mean, there's so much variation. So no matter how much you know about the disease, because you don't deal with it on a day-to-day basis, you just don't know enough to have all the answers. So the need to have all the answers, the need to... uh, the pressure you feel—it's—it's it's like a burden, a pressure, a burden that right on your chest. And I want you to start to let go of and release and have that energy move in and work all around the chest and the heart. And I'm seeing it too, working um, in the mind level. The because the, you know, we try to figure it out. And I know you're you're a scientist, and so you have that logical uh, mind that really. Uh, really wants to know, really, you know, that, that that mind that wants to understand the science behind things. And so this is very important to you to try to understand and so maybe you feel a little more frustrated than somebody else might who has a kind of mind that's more sort of flowing and maybe, you know, as an artist, just, you know, they clear the mind and they just paint. I don't know. But I want you... I see the energy, to, I want you to be aware the energy is also working at the mind level because that beautiful mind that you have in this way is triggering off this this sense that you don't have all the answers. And so I want you to just, I, I see it, oh, and there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of pain and suffering coming up. And caregivers of all types, I think we've addressed this in the past, have this kind of pain and suffering. I do know you've been with Ryan before. And I think at some level, there's a lot of heartache here too for you to see him going through this again. Now, it doesn't mean he had this exact same pattern when you were together before or that he was a son. I don't, I don't know, but you have a sense inside. You know this soul very well. You love this soul. And the sense you have is a sense of heartache I'm getting because it just, is so hard for you to watch it again. Now, you didn't know it was again, but that heartache is under there being triggered off because you have seen him before. And at the soul level, you have these very, very deep uh, remembrances of that. So at the mind level, you're triggering off. For us, at the mind level, it's the unremembered remembrances, but you're triggering off all of that. You've watched him suffer in many, many other lives. And so there's a deep heartache there for him, and I want you to really, and I feel the light, really addressing it, really moving in through and around that heartache. Um, Okay. All right, there's more. Just one sec. What I'm feeling now is that this... There's a lack of self-acceptance that you have related specifically to ryan because underneath all of this there's a lot of blame there's a lot of feeling i should be i could have if only you know all of these woulda coulda shoulda things that we all have and there's a lot of lack of self-acceptance for you because in these other lives you've been with them you've also felt in different ways different situations conditions but you've also felt inadequate or uh, that you weren't able to do something for this person that you truly loved uh, and you um, you have a lot of this regret and lack of self-acceptance because you feel you should have been able to do more do it better uh, there's even a sense here that you've abandoned him a sense of betrayal You you feel you did it to him and I don't believe for a second that you did because the intention that you carry is so powerful but it you could have interpreted your actions in that way you could have triggered off a tremendous amount of guilt because whatever action you took uh maybe you felt you didn't have any choice but at some level you thought well even if i didn't have any choice i feel guilty that i did it anyway and haven't we all been there so i want you to release all of that guilt and that the lack of self-acceptance, the judgment, the self-attack, and all of that is just, it almost feels like it's choking you. It's just, I feel it in the chest. I feel it moving up into the throat, and it's just a tremendous despair. It's just triggered off this sort of choking kind of sobbing. Just, oh my God, this sobbing, this this pain that you felt and feel Inside and again, I don't know if it re- you can relate to it, but it just is very powerful, and it's just, oh, it's just hurting me because I'm feeling it for you, and it's, it's based. And I want out of this. I want the light to just all of the energy to move in through and, and act like the liquid plumber, act like the the dissolvent to clog, to unclog, to dissolve the clog. Because there's a lot of it you've had to keep inside. There's a lot you haven't expressed for many, many different reasons. And we don't need to get into the reasons. But I'm feeling now, when I brought in that dissolve, and I'm starting to feel it clear. You know, sometimes when we're upset, it kind of lands in the upper chest or in the throat. We get this big lump in our throat, and we we can't cry, but we can't get rid of the lump. That's the way it had been, and now I'm feeling that there's some stuff coming up. I'm feeling that the, it's starting to express. It's as if now the lump in the throat, you know, maybe um, it's not completely releasing, but it's starting to come up. You're starting to let go. It, it's The thought on your part, the resistance to letting it go, comes from the place, well, if you really let it go, it's going to drown you. It's going to just overwhelm you, that pain, that suffering, that self-hatred, because you moved into that place of hating the self, the, or lack of self-love, however you want to say it. We all have it in different directions and different ways, and you, you, you're feeling like you're going to be overwhelmed if you let go of all that pain. It's just going to be unbearable, and I think you feel almost as if you would be at the edge of sanity if you let it go. It's a very, very deep fear I'm feeling here to let that go, and I'm asking for you to just keep, and I'm asking for all the listeners, please, to help pour focus as much energy into this and, and, and give her the divine love and the divine forgiveness the divine self-acceptance that she can use and needs because we want her to move as much of this out and release as much of it out and neutralize and dissolve as much of this because it, it acts like a honing beacon and, and keeps bringing situations and conditions in that mirror it, that keep it going, that intensify it, that make it worse, that make it further entrenched. Whew. Okay, so I do feel, and I want to thank the listeners for adding their energy. I definitely feel there is a, um, there is movement there now. I don't know that we're going to be able to get it all out, but it there is movement there. Okay. All right, and the higher selves are here, and they wish... uh, they wish to tell you that there isn't really a right and wrong here so it really makes no difference that his delusions are incorrect that his viewpoint of the world people attacking him and all of that whether it's correct or not The, the point is he has an extreme viewpoint, but how often do we, uh, how often do we move into conversation with someone where we have different viewpoints? Sometimes there's a discussion, and sometimes we choose not to open that door because we don't want to get into a conflict or whatever. But they wish you to understand. They want to give you the the analogy of of a child who's autistic. And I don't know how much you know about autism, and I don't know very much at all, but one of the ways parents handle autistic kids, I don't know if they still do this, but I know at one point this is what they did, they would move in and do the same thing that the autistic kid did. did. So if the child was beating his head against something or um, doing some sort of repetitive action or whatever, the parent, in order to be to bring themselves into that child's world with the child, they did the same repetitive action and they um, they spent days and weeks and months and years doing this kind of thing. There were also many other kind of things that were done and are done with autistic children and I think there a lot of the modalities now are very very positive in working with autistic children but in any case they are giving you that example because they want you to know what would be key for Ryan is the sense of being accepted and loved and the unconditional acceptance of who he is. And the the moving in and agreeing with him won't mean that you are giving up your own beliefs it's a way of bringing yourself into his world and creating a bond, creating bonds in, in, in that way. It's a, um, it may be difficult for you to do because you're going to have the, the voice, perhaps, of maybe you're just intensifying his delusions, or maybe you're not being true to yourself. I don't know what could come up with you, for you, about it. Um, and I'm not saying you have to do this. You have to look inside yourself and see what you feel to do. It is a suggestion that is that the higher selves are bringing to the table. Um, again, I'm not a psychologist, I'm, and so you know it's not coming from that that kind of uh, expertise at all. It's just an idea, something to try, and. So what I would like to do is I would like to work on you, the, to neutralize whatever you're carrying, that is would be confusing that might. Um, now I'm not trying to say that's the right thing to do, because I don't know. Okay, that's what the higher self brought to me to to speak to you, and i oh i I learned to speak these things out, so it's not that I want to neutralize stuff that makes you resist trying it because that's from the angle of this is the right thing to do, and this is what you should do, and I don't ever come from that angle; it is a suggestion, but i what I want to do is I want to work on having you neutralize any beliefs or anything that would stand in your way of making the decision that's right for you whatever that decision will be and if you don't resonate for that decision that's absolutely fine because there's not only one door to walk through there's not only one answer ever there's multiple multiple opportunities multiple ideas multiple thoughts so what i want to do is that i want to neutralize or have you neutralize have this energy move around all the different belief systems and ideas and that you have taken on over the eons of lives oh that was interesting the minute I said eons of lives just a ton of stuff got going even though it would have been going before but it brought it into my brought it to my attention just a huge amount of energy because in each life with Ryan and other lives and other situations other people it's not just to do with Ryan there are answers that have come okay there are answers and solutions that come in in those lives that were relevant or what was known i mean in the lives that for example where there was no germ theory of disease one of the answers might have been oh well you have to sacrifice yourself in some way in order to fix your kid or you have to you know whatever you have to become somebody's slave so you get the, the magic potion from that person to give to your child who knows? There are answers and solutions in every lifetime, and many of the lifetimes we've lived in were very, very primitive in nature, considering where we are now, and, of course, we'll look back 100 years from now and think, this is pretty prim- primitive, but in any case, it is all relative, so i uh, that's what's going on, is that you're having the energies working on the old, the prior, the, the answers, the solutions, the resolutions that were given out and taken in in many, many different lifetimes. And what it happens is all of these answers and all of these solutions are places that we carry at the soul level and we can have knee-jerk assumptions, knee-jerk thoughts, knee-jerk kind of automatic pilot, well, we have to do this or we have to do that or whatever. And so what happens is it really clouds the ability to come up with an answer or solution from that inner knowing, following that inner sense of who you are, because instead of following who you are, you're following what you decided to do 10 lifetimes in a similar situation over the last 10,000 years. You don't know when we have all of that stuff, where exactly that quote-unquote gut feeling is coming from. So we want to neutralize as much of those as possible. And I see the energy working really intensely. It's really great. You're doing a great job. You just, you're just stepping right into it and allowing it to work. Okay. Now... The sense I have is that I've proposed one thought, one idea to you. But I do feel like you, when after this healing, you're going to move into a place where you're going to hear other ideas and other solutions that you, either you didn't hear before, or you heard them and dismissed them, and now you're you're thinking about them again. And I do think that you're going to hear brand new things that you've never never heard before. You don't know why. Well, why wouldn't I have no, You know, why didn't I notice that? Your mind is literally going to open up. And bring in the the other um, other possibilities, other ways of being with Ryan, and it, it's it's you've just neutralized a lot around the the whole issue of coulda, woulda, shoulda, and I really feel because I see this emergence of you coming out with more of a foundation. More of a connection to the self, more clarity of vision it's as if you're moving out of a shell, being given birth to yourself at, at a at a much more serene level it's more self acceptance is the big thing that I'm feeling more self acceptance that you really are okay, and that and the self acceptance is so important because when we can accept ourselves fully then accepting others for exactly who they are comes much easier and that's where i see you moving to i see you accepting ryan for who he is without having it trigger elements for you like like it happens with all of us so there's no shame here there's nothing we all have we all are triggered we all have to work on self-acceptance this is a part of the human condition it's part of where we're all going to become more and more self-aware and more and more self-loving and more and more self-accepting and so i'm seeing you after today you really are expanding into more of that self-acceptance and it's not the first step you have been working and taking those steps for a while now and it's you've been on a really long journey you've done a lot of good for yourself and you really are um you're in process so it just all it feels like another big step and i'm really happy okay wow that was just intense for many guys okay so let me see where we're going i want to just double check your energy field It just feels really good, really powerful, really clear. It's as if you really cleared away a lot of stuff. I feel the the scrubbing bubbles. (laughs) I've used that analogy a few times where the energies seem to almost go in and scrub like those scrubbing bubbles uh, do for your shower and getting rid of the scum. It's like you've had a lot of scrubbing going on there's a lot of cleansing feeling clean feeling here very very uh good feeling for you right now and so i feel very good and the higher selves are putting you in the um the cocoon because you have been on a journey with ryan it's a long journey it's a long long journey and there's a lot of um a lot of pain has come from this journey and yet you've never looked back. You've always stepped forward. You've always continued to want to help him. And so that purity of purpose and sincerity of motive is very, very, uh, very powerful in you and it's carrying you forward and it's bringing you, helping you, motivating you to take these steps. And so it's great. It's great. So with that, I feel like the healing is done, although the interesting thing is I don't feel this forever now moment closing yet and the higher self are indicating to me they're going to leave it open for this next part. Uh, I think what they're saying is they're going to encourage everyone to maintain the state of amalgamation so that the information can more easily move than I'm, the discussion or whatever I'm giving you guys can move into a a clearer field, so to speak, um, a field of amalgamation where we are standing in the center of that pure soul essence. Uh, And I think it helps. I think it helps. So it must. Otherwise I would feel that the closing of the forever moment, forever now moment. Okay. So I want to thank very much Robin for bringing the healing to me today and also I want to thank Ryan um, he's seems like he's unconscious to me and he's being moved away by the higher self and Robin is I feel returning to the hub and now we're all just standing on that hub and and I'm gonna yap away for a bit <laughs> about polarities the Now, what do I mean about polarities exactly? Well, it's very simple. It just means opposites. We're often conditioned to see the world in all aspects with a like an either-or viewpoint. We see things as black or white, right or wrong, good or bad. And why is this significant to bring this up? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because it's an approach to life to uh, our viewpoint would be either or that approach is exclusive in nature. In other words, if you're on one side of polarity and you think that side is the right side or the side that you're on or the side that is who you are, then guess what? Places the other side automatically wrong. Now, this, what happens? It results, it's an exclusive scenario. So it results often in conflict. And it closes off understanding, closes off communication, and it keep, closes off resolution of conflict. Okay? Now, also, as I thinking most of you listeners know by now you, you understand that belief also any beliefs we have act as limiters. They limit us. So if we're over on one area of this polarity and we believe in that area and we're set in that area, it limits us from expanding into any other area. So we, The polarity issue not only creates conflict, but it also creates a, it's also a limiter. Now, I want to read a quote from the higher self. Okay, viewpoints are colored by the individuals who are viewing the situations and conditions. This coloration greatly alters the purity of what's being viewed. As it's being viewed through the discoloration and its either accepted as a belief or as an unbelief. So this in this level, then, it could be said that nothing really is as it appears to be, for its appearance is based on the viewpoint of the one who is viewing it. Okay, that's a higher self quote, came from Joel Culpepper when she was reflecting the higher self. And doesn't this remind us right away of Ryan? He has a belief system. And his belief system colors how he sees everything in the world. Well, we can see and understand his easily because it's so extreme, but it's the same for us. And I have a pretty pretty good feeling it's not a surprise for any of you. You understand that. But what I want to do is I want to discuss this whole polarity thing and the and to also illustrate the validity and the significance of finding the middle ground, so to speak, because the polar viewpoints are rigid, okay? And if we're comfortable, and even if we think we're comfortable with accepting the ideas of others, you have to know that in some of the other lifetimes and all of the other lifetimes, we've been living out of a polarity kind of field, a viewpoint. So even in this lifetime, if we're very open-minded and we can see, accept, and empathize and fully get behind anybody's viewpoint anytime, which I don't know that we're all that enlightened, we still carry underneath, at the soul level, so many polar approaches, viewpoints, conflicts. So it's important to look at this idea, guys, and the, the ripple effects. Now, here's another quote. Each time you move out into the everyday world, you are constantly assaulted by situations, which in the state of unconsciousness, you accept a belief or a disbelief, so that unconsciously you're allowing limiting thought judgments to become an ever-expanding part of your everyday world. The point is, we go out all the time, it could be in the grocery store and someone will Somebody we're walking by points to some product and said, oh, don't use that. That's really the worst. Well, we, ex- we take it in. We're hearing judgments. We're hearing uh, ideas and concepts every part of our world. Television, books, magazines, newspapers, social media, in life from other people. And we often take it in as a belief or unbelief. So all of those beliefs and unbeliefs or disbeliefs we carry we may move out of them and actually figure out, well, you know, down the line, we meet somebody else who loved that product. So we shift off the forming belief that that product isn't any good. And we go, wait a minute, I heard that it is good. And then maybe we try it for ourselves and we actually, through experience, figure out that it's a good product or it isn't, or it's neither one. It just sort of doesn't do much of anything. So that's the point is that, But we've taken in so many things all day long every day, (laughs) so we carried all. Now, I want to look at the right or wrong polarity, just to start. We're going to look at different ones as I as I go. Okay, we're going to look at the right and wrong polarity. So, if we're standing firmly in a camp that believes one mode of behavior is right, no matter what behavior we're talking about or what. It is that we are believing is right. It makes the other side, the other behavior, automatically wrong. Now, there's really no rigor room. If we're firmly in one polarity, I'm talking about firm, not someone who's wishy-washy and can't decide. I'm talking about if you firmly believe that something is right, then other viewpoints, other approaches, other behavior is considered wrong. All right, let me give you an example. So if you So what we can use the coin analogy. If one side of the coin, for example, is the idea that there is a god, then the other side of the coin is that there is no god. So what happens is we come down to the point and we say, "Okay, there is a god. We're on that side of the coin." And then or there is no god. So you see how it's exclusive you see how it keeps the two two or multiple people whatever who are on either side apart that's right now luckily for us there is a middle ground even though in some cases it's difficult to find or difficult to even have a con- conception of we there is a m- middle g- ground so using the concept of god of course remember any concept there are many different viewpoints of God. And the, in fact, the right and wrong about the God is determined by an individual. And so, let me give you some other viewpoints about what God could be. Now, so just to give you an idea that there's more than there is a God, there isn't a God. Okay? God may exist as a... Here's some other ideas about God. God can exist as a human construct, you know, at the mental level. God may exist within each soul. It may exist as an external energy or as an energy that we're also a part of. It's separate, external and separate from us or an external energy that we're a part of. There may be many aspects of God or it may simply be an enlightened individual laid aside the body. It god may or may not be our savior it may or may not be our only resource or it may or may not be outside of our reach in every area or how about god could have many elements of the above or none of the above there are many different viewpoints that come into play so like every concept, God, the concept of God or any concept is really on a vertical energy stream. So for example, I think I've given this example before, every concept, every idea actually is vertical in the nature because at the, it, it goes, the concept changes and expands as it goes up the vertical energy stream, as it gets more and more higher frequency of energy, the higher frequency of thought, the concept, whatever it may be, expands. For example, this is a pretty simple example, but in the beginning, for millennium, we believed that we were the center of the universe and that the sun revolved around us. Down the line, eventually, we came to the idea that, oh no, we actually revolve around the sun, but we still felt like we were the center of the universe. There was no concept that there were any other planets, there was any other life in the universe. I mean, nothing. We were the center. We were the universe. Then the concept expands a little higher and then we become part of a solar system and then eventually part of a galaxy and then a part of a huge universe. And now we even think, Oh, well, there's more to the universe. There's even dark energy, guys. Okay? So what happens is with every single concept, it moves up the frequency level. As the humanities themselves, as each individual moves up, we are more open to seeing a wider viewpoint. It's not unlike, and I'm sure I've used this analogy before, that helicopter pilot when we get on the freeway, we have, uh, like, tunnel vision. We only see the cars in front of us. And so we make decisions, not enough data. We make decisions about our trip. Oh, it's 20 miles. We'll be there in 20 minutes. It's no traffic. But the helicopter pilot can see the huge pileup that just happened five or 10 miles down the road. That's going to delay us literally the entire day because we get stuck behind it. I mean, I'm making that up. But this is what happens with con- Concepts, viewpoints, ideas, they expand and grow and take in other possibilities and the understanding is become inclusive instead of exclusive. And then what you be- begin to see is that the viewpoint or the idea of right and wrong really comes from the individual's viewpoint. So some indiv- every individual will have a slightly different viewpoint about something. When we find ourselves stuck in one polarity or another, understand that we are shutting out the other viewpoints, the other ideas. And we all do this in different parts of our lives, and maybe we're actively undoing it because we're not happy with it. But we, Or maybe we aren't like that. Maybe we've always been inclusive individuals. That's certainly possible because a lot of really aware people on this planet now but please don't forget that we have lived out of that polarity viewpoint so many times that we're carrying it at the soul level now let's look at another example how about the idea that marriage is only right for a man and a woman and not right for two of the same sex now That was sort of accepted at some point with most people, with many people, fairly automatic pilot. And then when the gay population started to speak up and forced us all off that either or stance where we might have judged one to be right and acceptable and the other one to be wrong and unacceptable. And once we were forced to really look at it and think about it, we thought there's another choice. So sometimes that middle ground takes some jarring to get get us all to move to that middle ground. And maybe the middle ground is any two souls, whether they're the same or different sexes, can have the legit, gi- legitimacy of marriage. And I think there's quite a few states now that have legitimized it. Maybe 30, 40 years ago, it would have been unthinkable. We wouldn't, we would never have imagined that it could be happening. And this is what I mean by expansion. The wider viewpoint carries understanding and empathy. We understand that no matter what the sex make up, that when people love each other, they want to make a commitment. So there's understanding, there's empathy once we get off a polar viewpoint. Okay. Now, sometimes we're in situations with with a lot of people where, you know, because it tends to be a polar-oriented society, we, we often feel like we have to choose sides, don't we? You know, sometimes friends, a couple that we know, we're close to, break up, and we find ourselves choosing one side or another, who's right, who's wrong, and all of that. There's so many times where we feel like we have to choose sides. And it's... It's just a paradigm that we're used to. So, and and even we might wonder if we don't choose size, what does it say about me? Maybe you know we're wishy-washy, okay? Maybe we're being disloyal. Maybe you know we're being unemotional. Maybe we're being we're we're uninvolved, you know? And so there's a lot of Negative connotations about which side, about not taking a side. So there's a lot of conditioning we've all taken on, guys. There's a lot of conditioning that we've taken on where choosing one side or another, living out of that polarity is normal, is the accepted way. There's a whole bunch of acceptance there. Um, But we can move off those polarities. We are moving off the polarity of the marriage issue. We're moving off a lot of polarities, and I'm not going to talk about each and every one. But no matter where we find ourselves in this lifetime, even, as I've said, if we're inclusive in nature and we have carry an expanded viewpoint, Please keep in mind, we still need to neutralize the more exclusive belief systems, the exclusive ideas around either or, because they still have an effect on us. They still carry, have an effect. They're still operational in our energetic field, So, and they breed conflict. I just did a very interesting healing the other day. I want to share with you. She was someone who wanted to. She she uh, had had two miscarriages, and she wanted to try for another baby. So she so I went in, and she had a tremendous conflict at the about her feminine nature. There had been many lives where she would had problems with child-rearing, child-bearing. She'd had stillbirths. She'd had miscarriages. She had babies that were born and then died a few days later. She had times where she was barren and it was devastating for her. There were times where she had children that were lost or whatever. She carried a lot of emotional content, a lot of emotional baggage around child-rearing. So on the one hand, she loved having children. But on the other hand, she almost, the despair and the sadness and the sense of loss, and also there was a lot of self-blame, she actually carried a part of herself that blamed her feminine nature, that really, she was blaming herself for the pain and suffering she'd been through around the childbearing. And there were other aspects of her feminine nature that she loved because she was someone who had tremendous empathy. She also was someone who was very sensitive and could um, really discuss and be the, I sort of forgot now, the mediator or something like that. She was able to really communicate well and deal with other people in a very feminine way or one that utilizes more of the feminine nature. And she felt good about that. It really worked for her. It worked for her in her everyday life, in her relationships. But there was this part about child rearing, about that reproductive system, that she she was afraid of it. She had carried fear about it. She carried um distrust. She carried blame around it and shame because it it tied up with her blaming herself and on some of those lifetimes that she should have, woulda, coulda done something different, maybe she wouldn't have lost that baby, you know, that kind of thing. And so it carried so much conflict for her. And so within the soul, she had a complete acceptance and love for her female nature. And on the other side, a complete distrust and resistance to and rejection of her female nature. And so that with a polarity she was carrying at the soul level. And so what did we do? We worked on neutralizing all the belief systems related to both sides, not to, again, sometimes we think, well, if we're not on this side where I'm really good at that feminine intuition and all of that, you think, well, I don't want to move off of that polarity because then I'm going to lose that. And that's not the case. What we do is we neutralize the belief systems that are in conflict so that you can merge and bring both sides into a state of balance in one accord. So that's what we did. She's not going to lose any of that sensitive nature and all of that, but she's going to lose the conflict between the other part of her, the, 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 of her feminine nature that she had been rejecting. And it was her own rejection that, you know, mirrored on the outside, the loss of those two children. So we are going to keep our fingers crossed, <laughs> I guess, that the healing really will help her with this next child. Um, she is going to try to get pregnant in within a few months. I don't know if she'll come back for another he- healing, but in any case, there was a lot of really powerful work, a lot of knitting of the conflict between those two sides of her. And I don't remember all the details, guys, because once I come out of going into (laughs) that space of doing the healing, it's like waking up from a dream in some ways. Everything is really clear right afterward. And then a day or two later, I'm, I'm missing much of it. Uh, already. And then when you do a lot of them they also tend to bleed together. So I'm never sure exactly what I've done on who, which is a good thing cuz whatever healing I do on you guys is pretty private. I'm not going to be remembering all the details to tell everyone. But but in any case, this polarity situation that we all carry is very very important. We have multiple conflicts and belief systems inside ourselves. And many of them are the, the little ones. No biggie, but some of the big ones are entrenched, and we find that they they're really affecting our uh, affecting our life in this moment. Okay. Now I wanted to. I have way, way more to talk about <laughs> about polarities, and I think I'm going to wait and have it start next time. I'm going to. Well, of course, something else may come up, but I will get back to polarities at one point because I have a lot more examples to flesh out this whole thing and how it can affect our lives now. And the, the reason to bring this forward is really so that all of you who are doing the neutralizing, uh, that you can start to neutralize the, the polarity beliefs. You know, having mixed feelings about something is so common. Don't we all have mixed feelings about things? Well, a lot of those mixed feelings come because we've had, in different lifetimes, we've dealt from different viewpoints, different belief systems, polarities. So we bring it into this lifetime, and now we're like, uh, well, sometimes I feel this, and sometimes I feel that. And so that's part of this polarity system, and that's why I'm really talking to you about it. And I have... Just so much to do these days that instead of doing more and using up the whole two hours, uh, because of this whole expo thing, I'm going to be on in, uh, on February 6th, 7th, and 8th in LA. It's at the LA, the LAX Hilton. The, it's the, it's the LA Conscious Life Expo a big thing every year here and for some reason i didn't think to do it this before just last minute so i have a lot to do so i'm not going to continue the show uh for the full two hours however i do have a lot more on this and i would also invite and and i didn't give out the phone number that was ridiculous i didn't even think to give out the phone number i'm really ridiculous because i want you guys to take part the phone number to write down for the future if i could don't think to say it again. It's 646-668-8565. Again, 646-668-8565. You can call in if you, for some reason, uh, your working hours allow you to, to call in or maybe you are off or you're on vacation or you're retired or whatever. Please call in. I encourage everyone to call in. Ask questions. Request healing. Give me an idea of where, what topic you'd like me to go to, because the higher selves have information on a lot of topics. And I'm happy to have you all help me direct the show. Now, my email is Janet at JanetRichmond.com. So if you can't call in, you can email me ahead. And I do get emails fairly often I have a feeling it's gonna take a while till people start to suggest topics for me to talk talk about. But I'm doing this as a piecemeal thing. So even though I'm saying I'm gonna talk about the the polarities again, if someone writes me and says, I want you to talk about X subject or topic, I will go to that first. Because I want you all to be part and parcel part of this show i'm doing it for you I'm doing it for you guys and you give me the opportunity you help me we're in it together guys so please write in email me janet at janetrichmond.com call in whatever works for you and let me know what you'd like me to talk about because there's an endless amount of information from the higher selves. it is endless and i've told you i mean it's I, I inherited uh, from Joan Culpepper all of her information and then I've been building on it myself and it's just ongoingly growing. So they don't talk and, and I don't have information on every single topic. It's not like that. And the Higher self used to say everybody needs to bring in the information from us because this one, meaning Joan, can't do it all. And can't do it all so there are areas where they don't talk uh, that they don't expand upon but if they don't I would just be honest and say either I can try to get information or there is no information I mean I will be really honest about it but I can guarantee most of the topics that you would like me to speak on I would have be able to address from some at least a piece of it I may not have the full story also please write in and request healings because i am still doing the healings. It's a two part kind of approach now. I'm kind of mixing the first two years i did it it was much more information and i always did a healing meditation but it was much more information based. This time i'm mix and then i went to a year mostly healings and now i'm mixing. But the information now is a little more expanded. I'm going to bring in more uh, beyond the self-help. There'll be a lot of self-help always because the information educates us and helps us become aware of where we are, why we are here, where we're going and why. And anything that expands our awareness is on some level self-help. So there is going to be a lot of information that's related to self-help, but there also will be information that's just like fascinating oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> so it's going to be a mixed bag. I think you'll enjoy it, though. I think you'll get a lot out of it. And with that, again, I'm going to say thank you to Robin and Ryan. And I appreciate all the listeners all the time. And I will see you guys, or I'll be back. I guess I don't see you, but I'll be back in a week. Thank you. Mm. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at janetrichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.